Welcome to the Songwriters Podcast with Anne Sibley. This is a podcast for music lovers and songwriters, whether you write at home, you are just getting started writing, or you've been writing for a really long time. It's meant to inspire you to work on your own songs, engage with songwriting, and really use it as a healing process. So I'm Anne Sibley. I'm so glad you're here. We have so many fun things always happening in the songwriting coaching world that I'm leading. I am super excited to announce that I've redesigned my online group songwriting program. Now this whole program is meant to get songwriting on your schedule. So you can say yes to it, you can write more. And being in this group of loving, supportive people, it's gonna hold you accountable, it's gonna inspire you. You have me as your songwriting coach helping you to get unstuck, helping to nudge you out of your comfort zone. I know that's the direction that we all want to be headed in. There's so much reward there. So this is a special eight-week online songwriting program. We're starting in mid-January. I only take 10 people, but I still have some spaces left. So head on over to my website any way you can. Get in touch with me. Let's hop on a call. Let's get you in this group for January. Start off your year to light up your soul. That's what the group is called. That is what we're going to do. Well, the honey dew drops, Laura and Keggy, I have like the biggest smile on my face this morning that I get to hang out with you. So thank you so much for being on the songwriters podcast today. Thanks so much for having us. Um, it's like a double treat that we get to see you and catch up with you. Although I know podcasters can't see you, but we haven't hung out in like, I don't know, seven or eight years. So this is lovely. Thank you for asking us to do this. Yeah, thank you. Well, Laura, Keggy, it's such a pleasure. It has been way too long. Yes, we usually end up having some good long conversations, but what we really bonded early on through Prairie Home Companion, which I love that about our story. And we're going to get to one of your songs here in a minute, but I really want to share because it was such a momentous experience for me that I was living in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I was driving in my car. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this. This is really cool. But I'm driving in my car. I know exactly what street I was on and I had Prairie Home Companion on. And I was like, uh, you guys started singing and I'm like, oh my God. And I had to pull, I pulled over on the side of the street and I was like, this music is so good. So just from the first song I ever heard of yours, I felt so connected to you. So that was the beginning of our story together is getting linked through Prairie Home Companion. Uh, yeah, I love that too. And that was in 2008. So it's been many years since then. And I will also say that I love that you all set in motion, like our very first tour across the country, like we made a stop in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where you used to live. So I love that there, yeah, we could keep pounding that story. So much. <laughs> it keeps going. Well, it does. It does. And I ended up reaching out to you after you were on Prairie Home Companion and you were on the contest that year and you guys won and uh, such a huge honor. And um, I ended up reaching out to you and we connected immediately. And then we ended up being on it the following year, which is just wild. I love synchronicities. Um, and so your music and your songwriting and your storytelling and your singing and the people that you are, I'm such a huge fan is which I, what I was laughing about this morning. <laughs> it's like, I'm your friend, but I'm also a really big fan. 
So I'm just so glad. And we would love to hear, I want the audience just in case they haven't heard you. Uh, I would love for them to hear a song of yours this morning. You've written so much original music. So what would you like to share with us today? Did you want to do garden first? Sure. Yeah. Last night, 
goodness you guys are so good at painting pictures and bringing such like a soulfulness to I think that's what songwriters do is you take something like a garden and all these beautiful things that are growing in and all of a sudden you're like oh wow I'm having a much deeper experience right now so beautiful I feel like your voices and your songs have been part of the soundtrack of my music life and it's such a gift. So I'm glad more and more people can hear you. I just want to like have been sitting, laying back on like the gr a grass at a festival just now, listening to you guys. So thank you for sharing that song. Tell us about how these songs come about, whether you want to talk about this particular one or just your songwriting process in general. But uh, where does inspiration come from? And and uh, do you write them together? I kind of know the answer, but, um, you know, someone writes it first. And then, yeah, tell us, tell us about, uh, tell us a little more about inside your songwriting world. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a always work in progress for me. Um, just always trying to be open to, you know, whatever inspiration might pop up at, at any time. And with that particular song, that was written May of 2020. So after, you know, a couple months of um, pandemic life, <laughs> ending up the spring and, and beginning the summer at around that time. And it had me out walking uh, just a lot more, just, you know, because it wasn't, we weren't really going anywhere. I was just being at home. And I ended up finding a garden that I hadn't found before. It's a a privately owned garden, but open to the public, um, just on the other side of our neighborhood. It's like a Zen garden, just, just this guy's project, this guy who owns it. And it has like a labyrinth and it has platforms for yoga. And, you know, around that time, the, the earth's changing, summer is coming in. It was such a welcome thing to find. And on my way back from from finding that I just got this idea of like, I, I want to write a song about a garden, you know, like, why not? Let's, this feels like a really nice thing to try to dive into at this point. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure really what I came up with. It's a mysterious story that I didn't try to push or edit too hard and just try to let it be. I think that's one of the things that has been on my mind in the last three or four or five years um, just not trying to push too hard and let the thing be something without needing to control it too too much I don't know if that makes sense but it does um, yeah it... just trying to let it be and not trying to rein it in or make it be something that I want it to be necessarily it's a strange thing to be able to talk about but I mean I love music that is where the songs are very pointed about a specific subject and they're um, sung or, or explained in eloquent, nice ways. But I also love music that is leaving a lot to interpretation and bringing your own kind of thing to it. So hopefully there's some room in that one for, for some interpretation and some trying to figure out what's happening without being saying it all outright. <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. It's such a treat to hear you explain that process because I've heard so many of your songs and listened, 
Keggy to so many of your songs over the years. And it wasn't until I became a songwriting coach two years ago where I had to like explain what I do. And everyone would just ask me all these questions. And I've been in your seat like, okay, how do I, but you, you did explain that very well. And that's something we talk about a lot is like not forcing, allowing it really like separating that inner critic, like learning what, what the inner critic voice sounds like compared to just the channeling more of like the download, more of what's coming through and more of a flow. So, and that's, I, I feel like where the magic comes from. That's where you bring us these gems from the garden, from what you saw uh, versus the forcing. If people are telling me like, I'm struggling with this song, I'm wrestling. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's, you know, I'm so glad you told me that. Let's catch that forcing, that wrestling, that struggling. And let's try to open up more and allow and not be so much in the thinking mind. That's what I feel like you're speaking to as well. I love that. And Keggy, do you, so you came back, that you feels- wrote, you wrote this song and, um, you do you have the music and the words coming to you and then when do you bring it to Laura how does how, share that a little bit more maybe it's different each time yeah it's a little different each time uh i think it just it depends on the song it depends on it depends on so much i don't think there's really a, a wrong or a right way to do it um, for, for us in that way, it's just, um, each song has a different kind of way of coming about. I think with that one, I had some words first. I remember walking away from the garden and like the line, I was walking in your garden popped up. So I had that to work with and sort of direct things. But yeah, I think the words came first and then pretty quickly the, some chords came around it. Um, I have found that writing music with just the instrument or with just the words has been really difficult and maybe requires me to push a little too hard whereas if i have an instrument in my hands while i'm working with the words that has seemed to um yield uh you know something that feels and sounds more natural maybe more akin to what you were just saying with like not using the thinking brain but but embracing the creative parts and like listening and letting that kind of guide me a little bit more or us if we're working together at the same time Mm -hmm. um i guess my memory of working on that song and around that time in particular is that um it had been i think maybe a year since our our last recording um our last album and we were I remember we were trying to start like before the pandemic, like February, 2020, we were like already about to start recording. We were getting together with a friend to talk about arrangements and adding more instruments. And because of the lockdown, um, you know, Keggy and I, I think leading up to that time had always sat in a room together and like arranged songs and worked on them, you know, offering things back and forth with each other. And I feel like this record and that song is an example of us um, actually not working as much together because we needed some space and live in a one bedroom apartment, but essentially like we have some recording software and equipment in one room. 
And so I believe Keggy would make like a demo of like Garden, that song. And then, um, so like a guitar and a voice. And then I would separately come to the song later and add some harmonies and maybe like an instrument or two. Um, and we would start building the songs that way, which was pretty new for us considering we come from literally like writing and arranging songs together in in the room together. So I like that it had this different unfolding and has been an evolution in our collaboration together because it was like, I don't know, it just gave us each the space and time to kind of come at the song in different ways and then be able to listen back to it and say, okay, I like what's happening here. Maybe we should work on this section. Maybe this doesn't need a harmony. Um, so yeah, those are my specific memories about working on that and how it, how it's evolved. Our songwriting process has evolved over the years because of the necessity of things and proximity. That's so beautiful. And I, you know, I'm having flashbacks to the pandemic and I had songwriters during that time. Um, and it was, yeah, we would talk about it. We know when someone would get COVID and luckily, you know, would get over it and feel better Then there was always a really juicy song that came out afterwards, a deep song, um, that people have their shelter in place songs. I just debuted one the other night called comfort me. It was like, it was just such a basic, like comfort me, you know, like you're walking in the garden and you're just appreciating just the most basic beauty in life, that tomato on the vine, that lavender. Um, but I love that you're describing that process that you two have had in this basically co-writing collaboration. You're, you're married, you tour together, you write songs. I love that there's been um, that kind of change where you can each bring your own strength. At least that's been my experience since we've had such a similar path, my husband and I, and that we then were like, oh, we need to start performing separately. Like there's things that I never learned how to do because you do them. Like I need to learn how to start a song. Song. I need to learn how to tune the guitar. So many basic things. And so we have also had us, um, I think it's a really healthy thing to evolve that way in our songwriting process and allow each person some space and what they hear. And it's still a really courageous thing to collaborate and collaborate with your spouse. And it's, you know, you guys do create this really beautiful, intimate sound with your harmonies and all the beautiful instruments that you both play. So Laura, you play guitar and banjo and Keggy, you play guitar and mandolin. Are there other instruments that I'm leaving out? We have added the electric guitar recently. We've been playing with a band a little bit, uh, but we even use it when, when we're just doing duo stuff. It, it kind of depends on what the gig is. If there's a festival, what kind of festival it is, depends on it for taking a plane to, you know, go out to various things. But yeah, adding just a little bit more variety with that electric guitar has been super fun. I mean, I, I grew up playing electric guitar like in middle school and it kind of makes me feel like a kid again. It's just so fun. It's that instrument has a way of singing in ways that these other, you know, we've been mostly like an acoustic kind of roots flavored string bandy kind of kind of group and yeah adding this different instrument allows for some different possibilities which has been really fun 
to say nothing about the possibilities of drums and bass. Oh, so fun. <laughs> I know I, I secretly, maybe it's not a secret, but I'd really like to learn drums because I feel like there's such a need for drummers in our, <laughs> our circuit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just to tack on to the, the songwriting aspect of this, I feel like we've kind of both over the years talked about wanting to implement the electric guitar and it's really helped us in our performances to um, start to like reimagine our songs. So one thing I think part of that evolution and growth for us has been like, okay, well, we've been playing and performing since 2008. And not that we're playing a lot of our older material, but there's certainly some songs in there that we've continued to keep in our sets. And there's something about like the versatility and freshness of playing with a different instrument that like breathes new life into our songs and and for that reason i feel like songs really are living and breathing things and i think there was a mindset at one point of like we always have to play them the way that they were recorded and i really like being in this space now where we kind of keep it open and so keggy this year has been really versatile about like playing our songs either on mandolin or on the electric guitar like we're or we're switching who's singing lead on the songs to just try some things out and that's been really fun and like a a new opening like i think another aspect of songwriting maybe that we don't always talk about that like also not just the melody and the lyrics but you could change an instrument on it you could change the key you could change who's singing if you're in a collaborative space to do that. I love all that. That's so much fun. And you're, you're keeping yourselves inspired. And I have found, um, usually after the fact I'm, I'm wiser about it now, but that I need to continue to challenge myself or else it's almost like we flatline and, um, you guys are nodding your heads. It's like, you know, things just start to get a little dull and the same. And and it's challenging just being a musician and being a touring musician. And so I think having those sweet challenges where we keep inspiring ourselves that way and raising the bar a little bit and pushing ourselves. But before we started recording today, I was telling you guys about this concert that I put on Friday night. And yeah, I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing with a band for the first time and I'm, you know, people are going on and off the stage constantly. And I'm either singing, like I'm, I'm singing harmony. And then I'm like the accompanist now, like I'm playing guitar for my friend and we're, we're playing her original song. So yeah. And it's just right. Just talking about it right now, it lights me up. So it's that reminder to like, what can we continue to do to light ourselves up and keep things exciting? And and it's interesting. You said you felt like you needed to play things the way you had them recorded. It's that wild thing when you perform a lot. You you know maybe when we were younger we spent a little more time in the what we thought was in the mind of the audience of what they need or want, <laughs> and that's such an ungrounding place unless you're specifically like surveying the audience. <laughs> but if we, in our minds we're thinking, oh, we need to keep this the same. People want to hear this song the same way, and that can get dull. <clears throat> excuse me for us, and so it's a really beautiful thing to ground ourselves. Um, as performers, as songwriters. And, you know, we talk about this in my songwriting groups, but it's like, how can we continue to dive for those gems and really be grounded in us and hear what's going on in us? And then we'll share 
with other people. And inevitably it's going to touch other people if we're coming from a genuine place in us, an authentic place. So I feel like that's something you guys are so good at is there's such a genuineness and an authenticness that I heard from that moment that I pulled over my car on the side of the road and was like, I just need to listen to this. This is the most beautiful thing that I've ever heard. And so it's a, it's such a treat. This I'm so glad you guys have stayed on this songwriting journey. You know what I feel like would be neat is tell us just a little bit of your story, you know, individually, um, a little bit of like, Keggy, you started to mention, you know, you played electric guitar in middle school. Tell us just a little bit of your music journey. Um, we would love to hear about that. Sure. Yeah. I just always love music uh, from before I can remember. I just was always drawn to it. Um, and so, yeah, I guess starting in middle school, I finally got like the first guitar, finally got my parents to, <laughs> I think my brother and I both wanted a guitar. So they bought us one guitar <laughs> that we shared for a little while. You know, you want to see what's going to catch, you know, and not spend any more money than you absolutely have to. But yeah, I just was always interested in it. Um, listened to a lot of, um, I guess what was on in my parents' house was like, James Taylor, some like other 70s kind of light rock singer-songwriter kind of stuff. Prairie Companion was on a bunch on the weekends. Um, they love Motown, Temptations kind of stuff was always on. Um, and yeah, I just kind of kept with it. Got, it. got that first guitar and then got an electric guitar pretty soon after that. And just, I've just always loved it. You know, I've just never gotten away from it i never felt the need to move away from it and didn't set out to make my life about you know so much of this but that's kind of what happened as time went on um yeah just i guess i got into string band music in high school always loved things like classic rock and the grateful dead and just kept listening and wanting to learn more and Lauren I met in college uh, by playing a, it was like a one night party band where she was singing and I was playing guitar and then our relationship started after meeting there and I guess we pretty quickly jammed after that and you know just started playing some music together. And funny enough like I think the most natural thing for us is just singing harmony like there's just no way to explain it. It was just like oh our voices kind of match up in a nice way. And we didn't really start singing until like three years after we had been together and been playing already. Um, and when we found that, it was like, ooh, this is, this is nice. Let's keep working on that and see what else we can come up with. So it's kind of where we still are <laughs> in a way, just continuing to work on it and keep making music. Love yeah, I, I, I think that Keggy, like with your fascination with guitar, like you were never thinking about vo vocals. Like you were just always jamming along with recordings and friends. And like my voice has always been sort of the first element in my life that was paid attention to and was like sort of rooted on by my parents and friends as like, oh, you, you have something like natural, like keep doing that. And then an instrument was always to follow me so that I could like, you know, have something portable to take with me when I was places to sing with. Um, so I think it's interesting that like, uh, 
even though harmony for the two of us is like this really natural thing that we do it it's like the way that it came together when we first met it was not the first thing we were doing we were basically playing instruments and i was singing lead and we both yeah. at the time early in college were getting interested in like old time bluegrass um con old country music and then like duet singing and it just so yeah it sort of formed from there but um yeah i love that you do have this amazing voice and this capability of of harmony singing but it was like it was just like not even a thing for you as a kid um until like later in life it's strange how that works out i remember like <laughs> always loving singing in the car when i was by myself it was just like no nah, like that was what i would do it felt so natural but then to do it in front of other people was yeah it took some I should have just let it be natural and just let it go. Let the bird out of the cage. Right. <laughs> it's it's vulnerable. Yeah. I have songwriters that I meet that have never sung in front of other people. And then luckily we get them to do it in our little group online and we're just blown away. We're like, yes, we want to hear your voice. We want it. It was just so many good voices. I mean, there's so, so many of us that need to sing and we love hearing each other's voices. I love, I love hearing that story. And Laura, how then did, I mean, Laura is, Laura is such a good instrumentalist. I feel like the both of you are, but it really also sticks out to me, you know, as traveling around the country, meeting a lot of female artists. When I met a female artist like you and I was like, oh, dang, you're really good on your instrument. You're not just playing a couple chords. So tell us about that journey and, and how that has, how that's become. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> You've said some really nice things. I appreciate that. Um, I, I think as I was saying, like singing was always prime focus for me as a kid and I have, um, very musical parents. They met in college, were both singers. My mom played cello when she was a kid. And I think my mom of the, of my parents was like the most naturally gifted and had perfect pitch when she was younger. So I want to say that like, I'm just genetically lucky that I think that that may have gotten not perfect pitch, but just like maybe a more natural tendency toward music and like rhythm and melody. So I feel also very grateful that that was nurtured when I was a kid. So early on when my parents were encouraging of my singing, you know, they were also like, well, you could take piano lessons and guitar lessons. So I started those things when I was in elementary school. And of course, as most kids, um, like was terrible about practicing. I really had no interest in reading music. Like I wanted to watch my teacher play the, the songs on piano and like listen and then just copy that. That was like, I, that's how I've always learned music is by watching and listening. So I don't read music, which I kind of lament to this day. And I, I could probably put that into my practice, but I'm just floating that out there. Anyway, so um, it really wasn't until I was in middle school after, you know, giving up a little bit on piano and guitar that um, I started getting into the Beatles. And I was like, I really want to play and sing these songs. So I started to reteach myself guitar um, and just like looking at 
um, chord charts and tab um, and basically from there I've just I've been playing guitar for a long time I played in high school um, like rock bands with other guys and I think maybe because I've played with a lot of male musicians, I've always felt like I needed to somehow prove myself as an instrumentalist, like, and, and maybe that would be the case with female musicians too, but there's just always been this sense of like, well, I want to be like contributing. I want to, I want to be able to like give to that. So that's where I come from as a guitar player. And then maybe like three years into starting the Honey Dew Drops, I was like, I think maybe I should play banjo. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to learn banjo. And I started asking some banjo playing friends about how to, you know, play chords. And I watched some YouTube videos, um, which I think is another interesting component of being a musician now is like the the advent of learning things via the internet um anyway that that's i could probably get into some nitty-gritty details about all of that but that's essentially my path as a musician it's just like the curiosity and the want to be playing with more people and feeling like i can really show a supportive role um if i like really get this right i don't know I love it. I'm so, I know. I love it. I'm so glad that you stuck with it and that it's almost like a healthy competition or something like, Hey, if they, cause I feel like there were times where I was like, Oh my God, every, you know, these guys, especially like, they're so much better than I am. And I would, you know, almost pull in a little bit. So I love that. You're like, I'm going to learn what I need to learn and I'm going to keep up. And it's just, there's, I've been inspired by you as an instrumentalist and, and all of it. Um, and that's, it's, you know, I remember being like, okay, I'm seeing these other women play. I can play too. I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to believe in myself. And I think it's such a beautiful contribution that you've done that. And I love that you have that curiosity and wonder because there's just so much beauty, um, that comes from hearing you express music through your instruments as well. So I'm feeling like we should do your second song. I've had such an awesome time hearing about all of this um, but we would love to hear one more song before our time is over today and you guys have so many albums and so many beautiful songs that if if our listeners haven't listened to you yet they have a lot of catching up to do and we're so lucky you guys have stuck with touring and performing and um, I just wish that we didn't pick opposite coasts to live on that's the only problem <laughs> Yeah. it's yeah it's yeah. true um but again the internet saved the day here and we can hang out on zoom and keep talking about songwriting and music i know it 45 minutes is like not long enough to dive into anything so thank you for letting me letting me especially blabber on <laughs> i love it um, i love it it's been awesome. And we can't wait to see what you guys have for us, uh, your next song for today.
Like you ain't seen no one days And there you are serving at the pleasure Of a story you can keep quiet Whose telling must be reckoned with Like the look in memories are getting on Getting on Getting lucky and getting lost Falling through the fingers of dawn and dust King of everything beautiful thank you so much i don't know what i did to deserve a private concert this morning but it makes me so happy knowing that this will go out in the world and that was so gorgeous i mean there's something about the way the two of you connect and there's also there's so much thoughtfulness in your songs and in the arrangements and you can feel that and hear it uh, you know, every note, every harmony, every chord, um, you know, just the, the beautiful different things you weaved in and out on that one. Um, 
I love it. You know, Laura, I had another question, which was what, what's your favorite part of the songwriting process? Um, and I know you're also performing with other people. So uh, I would love to hear that. Like, do you know, do you come in and really help arrange a lot? Are you ever writing lyrics? Are you helping with melodies? Tell us a little bit more about your part. Um, well, I have to give so much credit to Keggy just basically because I feel like I've been inspired by his songwriting over the years and his discipline and dedication to it. And um, he's a very humble and modest person and would never say that about himself. Blah, blah. Answer the question. <laughs> um, I, let's see. So I've always liked being part of the arrangement process. I find that my strength as a musician in, in songwriting lies in like hearing something and then I don't know, finding like having some kind of gut reaction to it and suggesting like, what if we try this? What if we try this? And I also like trying a lot of different things. Um, sometimes that means like trying something that seems really bananas and then you're like, oh, but that was a really great idea. And so you mentioned that I've been playing with some other people. I am doing this band called Golden Aster with my friend Letitia Van Zant here in Baltimore. And one example of that I can think of is this song that I wrote and um, was just working on the arrangement process of it. I was, I've never used like synthesizers or anything in music before. And um, there was a lot of just like testing out different samples in the studio and I, I loved that. I loved trying a lot of different sounds out and, um, you know, adding in some like really wild harmonies to the choruses. So, yeah, I would say that that's my favorite role. And over the years, I've been trying to find my voice as a songwriter a little bit more with lyrics. And I would I've I've always been such a fan of Keggy's and have tried to like uh, launch into helping bring those songs to life, um, his lyrics especially. And I we're starting to do more of my material too as I'm getting more confident as a lyricist. It's never been my strong suit, I felt. Beautiful. Laura's got a lot of cool new songs that she has penned, which she may have a hard time saying about herself, but <laughs> she is a great songwriter as well and has a lot to say. And it's been awesome to over the last couple of years, like play more of, of her songs that, that yeah, maybe I've come to at the end of the process with some arranging, but, but maybe not even that, you know, maybe it's just that the songs are fully formed. So yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. Thanks for that, asking. Oh, I'm so glad I did because I've found meeting so many songwriters now that a lot of times, even like if someone was growing up and their brother was, you know, this amazing singer, then they were like, oh, I'm just not a good singer. And, and so it's really interesting, whether it's like in a couple or in a band or in your family unit. But I think when someone's so good at something, the other person kind of compares and then just like, I'm not really going to touch that. I've just, I've seen that a lot. And, um, 
So that was one point. Another point, because we haven't had any like Ann and Pete, Laura and Keggy jokes or comparisons for so long. So I have one, but I'm like, oh, I'm like the, you know, the Keggy, you know, I write the lyrics and the melody. And then Pete, you know, Pete and Laura, you guys are the like, I'm, let's try this. Let's try that. And then it ends up being like the best part of the song. Um, so I had that kind of fun comparison. <laughs> but I love that. I love that you're doing more writing. I love that we're all strengthening our own skills because it makes the partnership stronger and things need to evolve and change. And as our identities, you know, change like, oh yeah, I, I can be the songwriter as well. I think so much, I've had this huge aha recently that I can help people with skills and all that, everything about music, but it's permission that really like gets the songwriting flowing um, and it's just a, a life thing as well. Like, it's, can we give ourselves permission to be whatever it is we're feeling called for? So um, I love to hear where you guys have, where you are right now and how many audiences you guys have performed for over the years. Um, I feel like you guys have stuck with the marathon longer than we did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just we're all just still creating music and connecting with people and um, just really great. I'm grateful for the human beings that you two are and the friendship that we've had. I so appreciate that. And I loved having you here today. Any last things you guys want to share? And then I also want to promote what what we can listen to as well on your of your music. Well, I just wanted to say thanks for A, having us and... B, thanks so much for the kind of listening that you have done with our music, being such a fan, being such a supporter. And I just want to say and make sure we have part of this conversation be like, Anne is a ridiculously good musician and songwriter. And I mean, so much of what you have said about our music, I would say about your music and your, your music with Pete too. So that's been a, a great relationship over the years and thanks for all that you have done to bring your music to the world and invite us into your music from time to time too. It's a really a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Well, so you have lots of albums people can listen to. You also have a great, uh, I know you post things on social and I'll link everything in the show notes. Um, and then you guys are in the Maryland area. So hopefully people are paying attention. I know you have, uh, you just posted your fall tour. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we're kind of sticking to this, the mid Atlantic South North areas through the end of the year, slowing down a little bit, <laughs> yeah. uh, a just little bit. Well, that's great. Well, and, and whenever people listen to this, if it's soon or if it's a long time from now, they can hop on the Honeydew Drop. Is it the honeydewdrops.com? Yes. Okay, yes. great. And I'll post all that in the show notes. People can go and listen to all of your beautiful albums. And wonderful. Thank you, Laura and Keggy from the Honeydew Drops. Such a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your songs and your gifts with us today. And I'm sure you're, you guys are an inspired couple and that inspires the rest of us. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Anne. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to talk with you. 
Thank you so much for being with me today on the Songwriters Podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you are listening, and then you will get a notification uh, each time I upload a new episode, which will be happening more and more. All right, guys, take good care. Tips of her wings and I couldn't help but stare.